you got to be okay looking stupid sometimes, especially in the beginning, because we all do it. <laughs> you know, but as long as you can keep moving forward, right? Like, I think that's half the battle is like in our own heads. Welcome to the Never Employed Chat. My name is Sam, and I interview people who make a living beyond salary jobs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and investors, so that we can learn from their stories together. There are many great ways to make a living, and even more ways to wealth. At Never Employed, we encourage you to think of alternatives to employment jobs. What would you do if a salary job was simply no option? Especially on social media, it's like advertised as like, get rich quick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I work in the health and fitness industry, so whenever I see that, it's like I see red flag because... I know in my industry, it's like lose weight fast, you know, like those type of things. It's like, yeah, you can, you can lose weight quick or you can make money quick, but usually if you go down that road, it doesn't last or end up well in the end. So what was this challenging for you in the beginning? I mean, when did you start with fitness and nutrition? I started my life pivot about four years ago. I used to work a, you know, a very traditional corporate job, sat at a desk for 60 to 80 hours a week. It was pretty intense. And then, you know, I kind of hit that point where I was like, you know, I could keep going down this route. It's very, you know, it's a very kind of structured straight route. You can kind of see where you're going to end up and very safe. But at the same time, I knew in the day to day of what I was doing, um, I just wasn't like satisfied. I wasn't happy. I felt like I really wasn't listening to my gut. And I always grew up being like an athlete and, um, And I wanted to get back to those roots of kind of like, just really at that point was just, I wanted to just, at that point, I was just like, you know what? I want to focus on just making myself a little bit happier than I, the situation I was. I had to take a step back and I was like, you know, what am I good at? What do I like to do in my free time? And I really took a lot of thought into, you know, all those things. And I realized that doing something around fitness, nutrition, again, was like my kind of like direction. And I loved just like in general, just like helping people better themselves. Like that's something just as like, that motivated me more than anything. So um, I, my first step was being a fitness coach. So I started that four years ago. I worked in a commercial gym and coming from my background working in the corporate world, it was kind of difficult to go from wearing a suit and tie every day to wearing a, you know, wearing gym clothes and, you know, making minimum wage. In my mind, I kept thinking if I give myself a year and I keep that same work ethic that I had in my corporate job, because I was more passionate about following the side of these things I was naturally interested in, I was just like, I owe it to myself. And I just kind of, in my gut, I was like, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just, it's just going to, I'm going to take that leap. And I don't know a hundred percent how it's going to work out. And You know, the first six months is obviously super challenging and, um, you know, faced a lot of adversity. I had to downgrade my apartment and all that stuff. You know, that, that was not easy to do. But when I got into it, I really started to notice things starting clicking. I built up like a really solid book of business. I was number one in the, the company I was working with. And it was like kind of all these just sort of like small wins that I was just noticing. I was like, you know what? Like, It's, I'm not where I want to be, but I see things are working and I just kept, kept pushing. And then I got some momentum. Everything was going really good. I broke, I was going to be independent, a trainer and all that. And then COVID hit. And then I was like, whoa, <laughs> this isn't what I expected. Like I had all this momentum I built up. And then when COVID hit, I moved back home with my parents, which is again, like, you know, 
not something I wanted to do at 30 years old, but but it gave me an opportunity to pivot again to figure out, okay, what do I do now? And that's when I got into starting my online coaching, fitness and nutrition business. That was something I always had in the back of my mind and wanted to start, but it really sped it up. And, um, you know, I've been doing the online coaching now for obviously since the beginning of COVID. Um, and like, it's just been gradually getting better and better. And the results of my clients have been getting better and my retention is getting better. And, but it, but it doesn't have, it didn't happen overnight. It's just more of like a steady progression. And right now, um, you know, today I don't work in a gym anymore, right? Like that part of my life is over. Now I'm just focusing on, you know, building my business. Um, I'm, I'm hiring people. I have a dietitian that works for me and I'm still even like thinking about the other pieces I'm going to people I'm going to bring in to really kind of take it up a notch. So it's really exciting to see how this is all kind of coming together and it's still very early. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of like my journey in terms of kind of like where I started and kind of where I'm at today. And we can, I don't know where you want to take it from here. We can pivot however you want, but yeah, from, from my point of view, that already sounds super, super impressive. So it actually sounds like you're already on the right way from self-employed to business owner. So of, yeah, of course, you're, you're still spending a lot of time uh, in yourself in, in the business. Um, yeah. But yeah, already hiring people. And so, uh, yeah, su super impressive from, from my point of view. I, I just wondered what motivated you in the beginning or what, what helped you to stay motivated. Um, I think what people often say is that they have a very clear why, why they do something. And especially for you going back from your corporate job and like taking steps back uh, starting at a minimum wage, at, as you said, I, I imagine that it's uh, quite hard to get on from there. Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I, I think my motivation and kind of like why I went such a different direction, I think it actually goes back to just me. Like I'm, I'm dyslexic. So I always had issues. Like I would never was the best student. I never failed anything, but I also wasn't, I felt like I never wasn't that good. And then going into the corporate world, it was kind of like the same thing where, you know, I always had a great work ethic and I always got my job done, but I just felt like I didn't fit the normal typical mold and just the way I was thinking. And I was like, you know what? I think that if I, again, just kind of look back at like the things that I'm just more naturally, you know, come easier to me, I'm naturally gifted in. If I just focus more on those kind of like qualities. Um, I just wanted to give myself a year just to go all in on that and just see what happens. You know, I never really did that before. And it, and it took a lot of like, just kind of self-reflection and um, just kind of like understanding myself at that. Like, I felt like if I gave myself a year um, and it didn't work out, I'd be okay with that because at least I tried, you know, I can always go back to this life. I know what it is. I know it's, you know, secure, safe, whatever. But I was like, I need to, for myself, I need to give, I need to take that jump and listening to my gut. I was just like, I just know it's 
gonna work out. I don't know how to explain it, but just like my intuition is telling me, and and that's really the courage that just kind of like gave me that boost. And I think it's always like it's always nerve wracking, but but like what's the flip side? Like what else are you gonna do? It's like you you know what this is like, and you're not happy. So it's like you're gonna stay doing that, or you're gonna take a leap, and then you take a leap, and it doesn't work out in here, and in the grand scheme, whatever, it's a year. You can go back to what you can find a new job similar to what you had. So having that mindset, I think, um, and understanding too that when you start something new, like it takes time. Like, you know, I think it goes back to like, again, like seeing people that, you know, are build extremely successful businesses. It didn't happen overnight. It, it takes, it probably took years in the back end of things working in plugging away, making small wins. And then people see the final result and they go, wow, that's so good. Um, working in like health and fitness again, like I make that comparison. It's like, you know, you see someone that's in great shape, but you know, they've probably had so many small milestones along the way that took them a long time. And then things clicked, right? It doesn't happen with just like in a month when they start brand new. But it's, uh, if you can have that mentality, I think whether it's with work, with fitness, you know, with life, I think, you know, you'll, you'll do okay and you'll, you'll figure it out. Are you then also an, an advocate of atomic habits? Do, do you know the, the book or the, the, the idea of that? Yeah, I, I, I actually know the book and I've, I've read, I've, I've, I haven't read it, but I, I've seen the, the spark notes and kind of like how I kind of understand how it works, how you want to like. There's, there's ways to make habits easier to follow and things like that to optimize your day. I've, I'm familiar with it. And I think part there's a lot of parts of that are, that are true. And again, referring to switching from your corporate job to, to the gym, when you did this switch, did you actually already think about the opportunity to work self-employed in the long run? Or what did you have in mind when you made this switch? Yeah, no, I wanted to work for myself. That was always the goal. Um, I just knew I needed uh, something to pay the bills that, again, was around something I was interested in. So, like, I had to start it. For me to live in New York, I had to, you know, <laughs> it's expensive city, so I had to make some money. Um, and that sort of year that I was training was building my skill set, you know, which allowed me to know what I know now and, you know, actually have my online coaching business. And even where my business is at now, like I said, uh, this is really, I feel like chapter one of where this thing is going to go. I think that there's so much, it's so exciting to see where technology is going now and how things can be streamlined and, you know, and how I can scale in ways to reach more people, but also have, um, good personalization where the quality is still there. because that's something that means a lot to me. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about scaling to make money. It's about making sure people are getting results. So scaling with quality, I think is going to be a big thing. But like, you know, it's interesting to see how like AI, how things are changing. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that the future plays out in the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I have some questions from Dan because I asked the people for, for questions on Twitter. You already talked about the retention rate and he, he's actually interested in how's the retention rate like? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So in the beginning, like for anyone starting their health and fitness journey, I always say, um, I look for a three month commitment in the beginning because the first three weeks, I always say it's like, that's the time where any, 
it's like I always say, anything's when you're starting something new, it's like you're figuring stuff out. But then after I would say three weeks, two and a half weeks, the second month is really where you should start to like feel a difference. The third month is where you should be able to look in the mirror and see the difference. So I asked for like a three month initial commitment, but after that, it goes on to a month to month subscription, just like a gym membership. But my retention rate is like 90% of people end up staying for at least six months. And that's just because they want to, they've made progress. They want to continue to do that. And then I would say probably 50% are a year or longer. And I think that also goes back to just like, at that point, you know, everyone has different goals. Some people again, want to keep progressing. Some people it's more budget related. So, but of someone's health and fitness and wellness journey, like doesn't start and end in just three months. You know what I mean? It's like a kind of, there's always ways to improve things and optimize things. And sometimes it's not even just like an aesthetical. It's just like, you know, working on just improving someone's general health and they want a professional to be in their corner to just guide them through life. Because as you know, like, you know, sometimes things in life are going really easy and sometimes things aren't. And how do you handle those, those the harder times? And that's really where I think I come and excel at to like help. I always say too, it's like, as long as um, I'm communicating with someone, like we can always figure out a plan and, and figure out how to get someone through any period. And I think everything goes down to just communication. And, and I think that's why my retention is really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Also the, what you just talked about, the, the downs in life, it's also uh, something I, I heard from many entrepreneurs so far that uh, these are actually the, the crucial parts also of um, yeah running a business or being self-employed to also um, yeah focus on on your your business now in this case not on the fitness but <laughs> the, the business uh, also in the bad times so you, you need to stay consistent yeah I mean it's it's life you know life is like a roller coaster thing right <laughs> But, but how do you make sure you know, you weather the storm when things aren't going great and make sure they don't go off the rails? That's kind of, I feel like how it works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who, who are your clients actually? Are your clients also like mostly business owners, self-employed people or like? Um, I have a pretty diverse group of people, but I would say most of my clients are busy business professionals. Um, some are entrepreneurs, some aren't. Their focus is on their their business, their family, but they just need some guidance and church and some structure and so, and someone just to help them streamline the process of just their health and wellness. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I would say if it's, if it's a specifically an entrepreneur or, or, but it's usually a business professional, someone in the corporate world that again, just looking to just kind of like better their health. Okay. So you, you already mostly work with people who, um, yeah, like focus on improving themselves in general already. Yeah. And I think I also, like I said, I, I probably relate well to people that are working a desk job and stuff like that. Cause I know what it's like, <laughs> it's like I could, and I feel like that also from, um, in my industry, it's like a lot of people that ha have an online coaching business, like they might have only been in the gym life. And I understand that someone that is working a corporate job and maybe even balancing a family, it's like responsible, like, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense for them to do a bodybuilding or plan, you know what I mean? Or 
eat chicken and rice every night. Like they need to figure out something that's more sustainable for them, but still see progress. And that's, that's kind of where I think I come in because I can, I can relate really well to those people. I know the struggles they go through. And again, just figuring out ways to just optimize what they're currently doing and just building off those wins. And eventually you look back at three and six months from the time they started. And it's kind of like, wow, I've come a long way. And that's, that's what I try to help my clients out with. Do you also need to motivate your clients? I think that was another question by then. How do you motivate your clients? Or do you even need to do that? Or do you expect that they motivate themselves? I call this the gray zone. When someone starts, it's new. And if they can be consistent and follow the plan that I put in place, it's not if they get results, it's when. And usually they start to notice a difference. Anywhere from, I would say, four to six weeks is when they start to see those changes. When they start to see those changes, that's when they start to wrap their mind around like, this is actually working. I actually like this. And then they take ownership of it. And then then it's like that snowball effect where it's like they are now self-motivating themselves. It takes that initial sort of, I call it like, again, the gray zone where they're working, but they don't see the results right away. They're making small wins. They may be lifting more. They may be, you know, they're making all these improvements, but they don't see it yet. But usually like after that first, you know, four to six weeks, then they're like, oh, like I'm actually changing. And th and that's when the light goes off. And if I can get them there, if they can commit in that beginning and be focused, that's where, that's where they're off to the races. And that's, and that's what I want to get my clients to do. Yeah, that, that sounds really, really good. A little bit more back to the beginning again. How did you get your first clients in the beginning? So the way I got my first clients, I so I worked in a commercial gym. This is kind of a funny story, right? So I started working in the commercial gym, and I remember my training manager that, I think it was like the couple months in, he's like, hey, Tom, we're actually giving you a raise. And I was like, wow, raise. And he gave me a form to sign and I looked at it and it said New York City minimum wage was raised by <laughs> like $2 or something like that. But they craved it as I was getting a raise. And I, and I looked at that and I'm going, I'm living in New York City. This is like this, me living on this minimum wage is like, and just letting things happen is it's not going to work out. So what I did was I literally would talk to every person I saw in the gym. I would just make conversation with them. If they wanted some help, I would offer some guidance. And that's how I got all my clients. And that's a lot of work. And it also putting myself out there in the beginning, you know, it's like you get a lot of rejection, but you know, I, I wasn't trying to push any sort of training. Like you have to buy training with me. It was more of like, Hey, I'm here. How can I help you? Is there anything, you know, I want to learn a little bit more about you and And by doing that, a lot of people opened up and I got a lot of clients that way. And that's where I was like, wow, this is like, now I have a full book of business now in a, in a year time out of the whole company that I was working with. I think there was 5,000 trainers in the company. I was top, probably like 15 in the company. I was like, things are clicking. And it wasn't because I was just sitting and just waiting for people to come to me. I was putting myself out there. And I think the same thing is kind of with social media too. It's like, you can have a social media profile, but 
you really have to put yourself out there and it's nerve wracking and scary. Some people are going to judge you. You're going to get rejection, but if you can get over that initial, you know, you, the benefits are on the other side and you can really connect and help a lot of people. And that's what I find exciting. So you, you must be willing to fail a lot actually. Yeah. You got to be okay. Looking stupid sometimes, especially in the beginning, because we all do it, <laughs> you know, but as long as you can keep moving forward, right? I think that's half the battle is like in our own heads. Yeah, it's uh, probably the, the same in, in the gym in general, right? So when you go to the gym for the first time, you also look kind of stupid. Oh, totally. And then after, but after you do it for enough times, it's like after a, a month or two, it's like you start to figure it, it out. And then, you know, you kind of know what to do and not to do. That's part of the process of learning is failing. How did your uh, client acquisition change over time, actually? So, I mean, especially if you're, um, working online nowadays, um, you, you probably get people from all over the world at the moment, right? Obviously in the beginning, I was doing a lot of like talking to people in a gym. I talked to everyone, but then I, then transitioned to, like we said, you know, COVID times, I started my online business. I couldn't go to a gym and talk to people. So I, I pivoted and started working on my social media and that's, and I think the social media to me has been such a game changer. But just know, like, I started my social media channel, let's say, even before COVID, I had it. But I didn't really get any traction really until, like, the last six months where I really was like, I'm going to focus on putting out, like, my really high quality. I'm going to really try to dive into, like, putting more effort into this. And that's where I went from about 3,000 followers to I think I'm at 62,000 followers. And that was all in the last six months. And, um, I think that I really listen to my clientele that I work with. I try to understand their pain points and also figure out like through trial and error of what's worked to help them. And then I try to make content around that. Again, knock on wood, hopefully it continues like this. I actually have like a waiting list for my clients now, because I want to make sure that when I take people on, they're getting the attention and the quality that they deserve to get their results. So it's almost like I'm trying to now build the team that we I was telling you about in the beginning to make sure that I have all of the pipes in place to scale appropriately and also with quality. So you rather want to grow slowly or consistently? Yeah, I think that's the way. I think that if you want a long-term sustainable business, you know, I could probably make a few posts and take on a hundred some, you know, a couple hundred people, but right now my business model isn't there yet. It will be at some point, but I, I'm thinking about when I bring on a client, they're not a one-off sale. That's, that's the client that I'm going to build a relationship with. I'm expecting them to get results and be with me a long time. If it takes longer in the beginning to take a step back, like we talked about, it's like taking that initial step back to take a bigger step forward. That's kind of my thought process as I continue to grow and make improvements. When you started to focus on building your personal brand on social media, did you already work with someone who did this professionally from the beginning on, or did you do it on your own in the beginning? Oh, I was doing it on my own. Uh, but also I would say again, like six months ago is when I was going to take, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, I want to focus on really upping my content. So I hired a, um, a social media strategist. And she kind of helped me in the first couple of months of like, you know, it's kind of like, 
I always say too, it's like getting out of your comfort zone in the beginning. And when you put yourself on social media, it's like, it, I, I remember some, and I, I'm still getting, I feel like there's still a lot of room for improvement, but like, I look at some of the posts I made six months ago, I'm like, like a little cringy, but, but I'm like, but I've, I've failed a few times, but then I've learned kind of like what works, what doesn't work. Um, so she's kind of helped me get out of my, my, my own way, I would say in the beginning. But now um, I meet with the social media strategists I work with every other week just to shoot like content, but I'm really kind of taking control of everything else. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of it comes down to just really then figuring out like a little trial and error in the beginning and then figuring out what works and then keep tweaking that. And, and then always trying new things and not being afraid to try it. So <laughs> hopefully I don't put anything out that I get canceled, but it's been going good so far. <laughs> <laughs> You always got to be careful of that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. What are your future plans for like 2023 and beyond? Now that I'm full-time doing this, I want to really build out a team to, again, um, help streamline the process for my business and also my clients because I want it to be as seamless and easy as possible um for everyone involved and eventually like you know i really think even farther forward where i think there's a lot of opportunity um and it's not just fitness and nutrition it's it's like how does someone live it's almost like a step below healthcare where like how do we help people live just healthier lives to prevent all the things that happen when we get older and i think that's where there's the technology, like there's so many wearables that tell you all this information about your heart rate, your sleep. But I think the hard part is like, how do you interpret that? And what are the action steps you're going to do to make a difference? I feel like sometimes that information is overwhelming for a lot of people and then they, they don't change anything. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to, for someone like a professional to interpret that information and give someone actionable guidance. And I also think the it's really exciting again like where the future of like artificial intelligence and creating personalization at scale is here it just understanding where it makes sense and where it doesn't because i always feel like people need especially in the work i do they need some human interaction to keep them accountable they don't want to talk to an ai chatbot right to check in they want they want to know there's a human on the other side but i think there's a lot of opportunity to see in the next couple of years where I think things are going and where I eventually like, I feel like the direction I'll probably end up in, but, but we'll see, you know, you don't know, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. You know, it's like, I'm just kind of having fun with it and constantly challenging myself to get better and help my clients and, and we'll see. Then is there anything where people may eventually help you and, uh, on your further journey, any challenges you're facing currently or where, where you think like people may eventually support you. You know, I haven't thought about that. There's always stuff that comes up and yeah, I, you always need a support team around it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So people primarily find you on Instagram. Yeah. TikTok, Instagram. I'm going to be building up probably a little bit more YouTube soon. Primarily it's, it's Instagram and TikTok right now. Hey, then thanks a lot for taking the time. Yeah. I appreciate you reaching out to me, interviewing me. It's an, you know, it's an honor you want to take the time to learn my story and hopefully I provide some value to you and your audience and let's stay in touch. Thank you for taking part in this Never Employed Chat.
Subscribe to my YouTube channel for more interviews with business owners and investors. Or simply listen to the audio version in your favorite podcast directory. Make sure to follow me on all your preferred social media platforms, so that you never miss life-changing business tips. You find me on every platform with the account name samhartman.com. Start a business, become successful and tell me about it. See you next time.